welcome to This is Spinal Lab, a podcast on the thrilling world of motorsports, presented by your pedestrian host, Greg Mefford, only on the Ignotainment Media Network. Now, the most fantastically ordinary guy in broadcasting, Greg Mefford. Thank you very much, and welcome to episode five of uh, This is Spinal Lap. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, putting together the, the first four programs. We had a little bit of um, uh, some, some, uh, some, some, some new programming, if you will, last week with uh, my brother joining to talk a little Formula One. And uh, we'll bring him back next week because it'll be a Formula One race um, this, this coming weekend. Um, but since there was no other racing other than NASCAR, we will bring back this week, uh, Gannon, uh, to re-engage on some interesting topics and things that we've talked about. Before I get into, uh, bringing Gannon in, um, I just want to say thanks for downloading this and, and listening to it on whatever devices that you have. And, uh, you can reach out, uh, to anybody that's on this show. Um, and, uh, certainly the, Questions, we'll get to them. You can go to uh, This Is Spinal App, our website. Uh, you can leave a comment or drop a review, if you will, on iTunes or the Stitcher Network. And, uh, and, or you can find us uh, on Twitter, at uh, Spinal Lap uh, is our handle. And uh, by all means, please, please engage and, uh, and drop any sort of questions or anything that you'd like to ask um, or have us ask or ask us individually. Would, uh, any, anything can go. Um, when it comes to those sort of questions. So as I said, uh, we are going to go back to uh, the roots of this show. Uh, the inaugural was about uh, NASCAR. We're going to go back there because uh, we, we skipped a week there. So we missed the Vegas race. And this last weekend was, again, a NASCAR-only weekend. And uh, they were out in California at, at Fontana Speedway. I'm sure that's not what it's called anymore. I'm sure it has some sort of, you know, Hickory Hick, um, you know, uh, Vaughn's Speedway, whatever it is these days with the sponsorship. But it, I refer to it as, as Fontana um, for a 400-miler that was out there. And so as such, we will bring Gannon Diggs back into the conversation. Gannon, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Good. Now, are you, you're, are you, you're not in some exotic locale for this one, are you? You're actually at home? I'm home base today. Yes. Well, maybe you should spice it up, like you know, you're doing this while you're sitting, you know, in in the John or doing something weird, you know. I mean, because <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just mute it when I when I yeah <laughs> release a little bit <laughs> <laughs> when you drop some kids off at the pool or something like that. Maybe yeah, yeah. That, that just to be courteous to to the the three or four <laughs> listeners to the show, that'd be good. I'd be much appreciated. Uh, I'm sure of that. So, anyways, well, it's good. Uh, it means you're coming in loud and clear, and you won't have a cop knock on your your your, the, your car door and ask you to to please move your car. So, right on, right on. So, so anyway, so we were at Fontana over the weekend, and uh, some of the things that you and I have discussed at length, actually, in the, in with the exception of Daytona. Um, uh, about the other races was I think we finally had what I considered a true NASCAR type race and that being that you didn't have an abundance of you know only had four or five cars that that, that were had a shot at winning this thing it was right. it was kind of nice to see don't you think yeah I agree it was um, you know believe I told you before that I you know Talladega Daytona I'm like a nervous wreck with 20 laps to go but I honestly felt like you know, it really could be anyone's race. Now, I know that Bush was dominating and Harvick was right there, but with, you know, what do we have? Three three yellow flags with yeah. less than five to go or less than 10 to go. It was like, oh my gosh, because I had, I had Bush and Harvick both on my fantasy team. So I was like, come on, guys, <laughs> stop, stop with the cautions, you know, because it was bunching everyone up. And then when they bunch everyone up, you know, 
green white or uh what is it green green white uh, checkered green white checkered that that thing that that mixes it up so it was definitely a it was a very entertaining race and i enjoyed it quite a bit i did too actually uh and it's the and it's the first one that i uh since daytona that i actually watched you know um uh fully focused on it as yeah. opposed to doing something else or having it on and occasionally looking up and then just watching the last 50. I watched the yeah. majority of it. And, um, the, the, the thing I wanted to go back to something you referred to just for those, again, you know, of the four listeners that we have, two of them may not understand what a green white checker is. And so I was <laughs> going to explain that this was the first race where we've actually had that happen, I believe so far this year. Um, and if we did, we had it only in one. What happens in NASCAR is if there is a caution, meaning that when the there's debris on the track or an accident occurs within two laps of the finish of the race, they yellow flag, which means they bring it to a caution period and now no longer any laps count, and they reset it so that there will at least be two final laps no matter what, provided that uh, no one wrecks on the first of those two laps or debris falls onto the track or, you know, an alien lands on the first lap of the two final laps. And so they call that a green-white checker. And for the first time, we had multiple um, green-white checkers at, at Fontana. And indirectly, it really did, to your point, it screwed both Kurt Busch and, yeah. and Kevin Harvick because they by far were the fastest guys out there. Um, and, and Harvick took... Um, an interesting strategy that would have worked if they didn't have the third uh, green-white checker, and that was when he came in and pitted and only took two tires on two his tires. car as opposed to four. Mm-hmm. And the guy that ended up taking four, um, which was Brad Keselowski, um, made it work. Yeah, pit strategy definitely won that race. I mean, because if, if, if you did watch well, you did watch it, but, I mean, Harvick and, and, and Bush were, I mean, they were, they dominated. I mean, I thought, well, this is good. One of these guys is going to win. And then, because Alaska came in and took four tires, and I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And it, it just goes to show what the difference two tires makes in two laps to make that pass. And he, you know, he passed him clear and pulled right ahead. It was pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. You know, and again, it, you know, it doesn't happen if there's not that third green white checker because right. he, he, he would not, you know, he, he went back out. And I remember the uh, announcer saying this. He went back out um, 14th. So he goes from 14th in the course of six laps, mm-hmm. six racing laps, to win the thing, you know, um, which is pretty amazing. And, 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 and to his credit, and, and he tends to be a little arrogant sometimes, um, but to his credit, he said he stole it, and he's right. You know, yeah. um, you know if that thing finishes uh, anything short of three of those, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't finish where he does. And to that point, I thought it was interesting what Jeff Gordon did. Which is just the reverse of it. He yeah. decides to stay out, yeah. which which would have rewarded him not so much with a win, but he'd have been a you know a, a top five um, with with not pitting at that first green white checker opportunity to pit and stays out. Um, sort of that backfires too because of the amount of green white checkers that occur, and he's now on very old tires by the time that they really you know fi- finally finish the race. Right. What What did Gordon finish? Where he was top top five, wasn't he? Or no, top- he 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 dropped. He would have been on the tenth, which is still fine because it was a good strategy. He ended up, you know, I, I think when they did that, he was like seventeenth or eighteenth when he decided to stay out and not pit with everybody else. He moved up to all those track positions and obviously yeah. takes the green flag for mm-hmm. the start of the first green-white checker in in first mm-hmm. and drops uh, – because I was paying attention to it uh, – and, and he dropped 
two or three by the time uh, the first lap was done, but he was hanging on to fourth or fifth, and then that you know, and then we go to the green white checker again, and then again, and it it uh, you know it really affected him. But you, you to, to the point you made, it really shows the difference uh, because those drivers are also so skilled. One little subtle difference in that being four brand new tires, right? Um, over six laps, what it can do. I mean, that's that's six laps. That's I assume it's a thirty-some second lap there. That's um, minutes. three minutes. It made yeah. a, it three minutes. Kozlowski was able cool. to make up a few seconds, you know, right. uh, of race time, and uh, so right. so you know, unbelievable. I mean, you know, kudos to Goodyear in that sense, and <laughs> you mm-hmm. know that. That, that their technology can uh, – and, again, we're not sponsored by Goodyear, but if Goodyear you'd like to fly the blimp over or contact me, by all means, please do at Spinal Lap. So, um, the, the other thing is, too, what, what made it interesting, uh, you know, to the – I don't want to say the naysayers, but people just think, oh, it's this guy's turn left. This, this goes to show that it was a team effort that won the race because, you know, your crew chief is the one that, that – will ultimately make that decision. Now, sometimes the drivers will put their foot down, but for the team to decide, hey, we're going to do this or that during the pit, just goes to show that that was, that was a strategy that won. It wasn't just a, a, a good driver. And I'm not saying Kozlowski is not a good driver, but it was that decision that, that uh, got him the, the checkered flag. No question about it. Well, and, and, and to your point, Gannon, Harvick was going to take four, and – when yeah, he came the, in, the, when he came in, they dropped the, they dropped the jack. The guys yeah. are running around the car to go on, and he took off. Yeah. He, he, now, granted, he's sort of a semi well, not anymore, but he, he, you know, he he he's veteran enough to do that. But he 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 made the call himself and just yeah, took and they, off. You know, they said so that he had to time that perfectly. He did because the guy was about to put the jack underneath the car, mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. he does that. He creates a major catastrophe in the pits, or ruins his car because they drop the jack back down. Now with the wheels spinning, yep. and you're going to break, you're going to break something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, no, he 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 obviously was paying a lot of attention to what was going on around him, and just said, you know what, um, f this, I'm out of here. You know, mm-hmm. and it was a good call. Um, yeah, it was. You know, although who knows? I mean, maybe he maybe he wins it also in hindsight. But when at that point, you don't know how many green white checkers you're going to go through, and right. so it, he 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 would have, I think, won the race. Um, had it had it uh, finished, uh, you know, a tra- in, in the traditional way, but it, mm-hmm. it didn't. So, um, but anyways, no, I thought it was uh, it was great. It was great that all you know we finished with thirty one cars on the lead lap, as I alluded to earlier, and it was pretty close racing all the way through for the most part. Um, I don't know how many lead changes there were, uh, not a ton necessarily, because I know some guys had led quite a bit of laps, but but there were people that were in the mix, um, yeah, and different sure. people over the course of the day, which means the track conditions can change a lot. And and the track is in sort of as I think they said in the broadcast, it is the oldest pavement now uh, on yes. the NASCAR circuit, which blows That's my serious. mind. Because mm-hmm. um, I can remember when they built that. I can remember when Roger Penske built that place. Yeah. And this is back in the day when IndyCar, um, certainly on the West Coast, was was probably more popular at the time. Well, that's not true because NASCAR always has been out there. But but he built it with the idea of all those open wheel teams going out there, and it, you know, brand new, beautiful, you know, D shaped, you know, mile and a half uh, oval, um, and has made for some great racing. And it did again, you know. Um, and, and I think that pavement makes it really interesting because that's what creates this <clears throat> tire wear that we're talking about that that led to strategy um led to um it, it it puts the 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 driving of the car back in the hands if you will of the driver too so so not right. only does it have to happen in the pits to the point that you made 
guy out there's also got to figure out how to keep his tire wear down uh, yeah, exactly. and, 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 and run the car. Can't be too aggressive or you're going to be, you know, up shit creek. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. The other thing that was a little old school too, so we went back to seeing a really good classic NASCAR race. Uh, and I don't know if you caught this or not, Gannon, but but early on in the race, first the first caution that occurred was created by a spin out, um, and I think he ended up retiring, or maybe he did get back out there. No, I think you know what the other thing they had is all forty three cars technically finished, as we know. Sam uh, Sam Hornish, I think, um, was like twenty five or forty laps down. Why why they kept running at that point, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I think all forty three cars were running, and I think that's the first that they've had. In you know six, eight, ten races or so. For sure. Uh, uh, let's see here. I wanted to see where David Reagan ended up. Finishing. He, you yeah, know, he finished. He finished top. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, he 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 had some cosmetic damage, but he he ended up. He was on the lead lap still. So to his credit, anyways. So one thing that I thought was interesting, kind of going back to the old school theme of things that we saw at this race, was what you would call sort of your traditional NASCAR. Hey, if you're going to mess with me, I'm going to mess with you. Um, and it happened in a couple instances, but the first was the first yellow. And I don't know if you saw this or not, Gannon, but but the first yellow was created basically by Jeff Gordon. Right. Uh, and it wasn't him that ended up uh, with, with the major damage or dropping back a little bit. It was David Reagan. Yeah. And as the guys on the broadcast sort of showed, uh, they had been battling back and forth, and Jeff uh, by far was the faster car at the time, but Reagan would continually get in his way. Uh, and especially early in a race, and no matter what sort of oval racing you're doing, anytime you get real racy in the first 10 laps of a 200 or 180 lap race, it, yeah. it makes guys mad, particularly guys that have been around 20 years and been doing it for a while. Because on an oval, uh, and especially in, in, in the spec-based series, you're not going to get all that far away from somebody. And your car is really good at certain periods of time in the race, and your car can be really bad. And and to get racy like there's ten laps to go, infuriates people. And yeah, this it's foolish. Yeah, exactly. And this is what happened to Jeff Gordon because you find out as they replay it, you get his radio broadcast, and as he kind of said, he goes, "Well, I tried to do it the easy way, and he decided he wanted to do it the hard way, so I gave it to him the hard way." And the hard way was basically pulling up on his left rear quarter panel. He never touched David Reagan, but no. but but with these cars and as much wind did they as they disperse, he he pulled up close enough that the front of his car took the air off the back spoiler of David Reagan, and of course naturally David Reagan went into a little bit of a spin, and and Jeff Gordon now passes him, um, right. and so I thought that was really sort of uh, it, it kind of alludes to the conversation we we're having about Dale Earnhardt. It kind of was very old school, I thought. Mm -hmm. um, that you don't see as much these days. Uh, no, and to watch it in slow mo too was kind of cool because he his his front bumper never touched his car. He never touched it. It was kind of cool to see how he pulled that off. Yeah, it was beautifully executed. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it really was. It was sort of like you know the like like the pitcher picking somebody off. You know, it looks like he's throwing to home, but throws to first perfectly. You know, and. Mm -hmm. I, there and there's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly you know that's that's you know that, that's part of it. And that's why you see these guys get squirrely a little bit. Sometimes they don't intend to do it, but because the cars get bunched up, it'll often inadvertently happen to somebody where they just lose the air, and those cars need that downforce at that speed uh, in the corner to be able to, to hold down. You know, so right, right. I, I thought that was really cool, uh, and especially for a guy like Gordon who then admits to it. Basically said, well. He wanted to do it the hard way, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, mm -hmm. so here we go kind of thing. So, 
Very interesting. And to that end, because he's also a California driver, uh, kudos to you and I, Gannon. Um, we, we seem to, you know, I think I think Waltrip um, uh, listens to us because these are points <laughs> that they bring up in the pre-race before every new race. So we'll just give them, you know, so we'll give them something else to talk yeah. about a little bit. But exactly, it ran a very very similar uh, parallel to our show two weeks ago. What they talked about, even at at, at Vegas, it was kind of like, oh well, they must be listening to this is final lap. <laughs> Yeah, right exactly. They, exactly. They haven't commented yet. So maybe, maybe they have, but but one of the points that they made, which is what you and I talked about um, in the last episode, was that there were ten California drivers of the forty three mm-hmm. uh, that were that had took the the checkered flag. Um, and and again, it's it's just that evolution of the sport, you know, um, of it becoming um, from its moonshining days to to becoming a, truly a national sport. I mean, you have. To that end, while there's a lot of Californians, and there probably should be, since there's I don't know 53 million or 60 million Californians, um, you know, that make up our population base. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got guys from Wisconsin, Kenseth. You've got guys from you know several from here in you know Missouri, Michigan, um, Michigan Illinois, and Danica being one. I know there's another one I can't think of. Um, uh, Kansas, right? Boyers from Kansas. Yeah. Um, same, uh, man, I, I, I was going to give him props. I can't think. He's from the Springfield area. He finished pretty good this last week. Um, oh my gosh, I always do this. I can't think of his name. Anyways, the Illinois driver. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but, go. But in, and of course, and then some of them claim Indiana is their home. You know, you, Gordon can kind of swing both ways depending on how you look at it. Stewart definitely still does. Um, yeah. You know, so so it's good, and uh, you know, it, it's really really good for the sport um, in, in 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 a lot of ways. And and like I said, you know, uh, Fox, you know, likes to pick off. Uh, for the for their for their pregame um, show, likes to pick off all of our ideas. So I'm just going to stop giving them. Uh, I know, you know right. material. So, mm-hmm. and that's the, that's the the thing. I, I, you know, I tell people, you know, I'm in a fantasy NASCAR league, or I tell them that I I even say it, I'm a closet NASCAR fan because there's such the the stereotypical NASCAR fan out there. People think it's some redneck from West Virginia or. Charlotte or North Carolina, South Carolina, just a good old Southern redneck, but it really has evolved and it's just a matter. I don't think it's gone mainstream. I think if you and I had a conversation with someone who wasn't a fan and told them that we were a fan, they would immediately think, Oh, what are you a redneck? Or, Oh, those guys are a bunch of, you know, hicks, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But it, you know, it's on its way, but I, I don't know if it'll ever, I mean, at least in the next, several years if it'll ever break through as a, a sport of all demographics you know but they are you're right to your point with the 10 drivers from california spread all over the united states that it's it's, it's heading in that direction i just don't know if we'll ever lose the grip of the uh the southern gentleman sport well i you know i would i would argue and not not to kind of devil's advocate for it but but it, i think it is you know on a national scale um you know the women demographic for it is, is 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 amazing. I mean, when you have Procter and Gamble paint two or three of those cars in a laundry detergent sure. back in the day. They don't do that as much now, but they use other products. Mm-hmm. Um it clearly has crossed over in 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 a big way. And 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 as we I think we discussed in maybe the first episode or the second, you know, those guys that that those major sponsors uh, if they're the full year sponsor to paint the car in the colors of their brand, they're, they're spending 10, 12, 13 million dollars to do that, you know. Um, 
And you do that for a reason because that generates a significant amount of revenue or creates something for you, creates more value than what you're putting into it to do that. True. And um, I guarantee there are very few sponsorships uh, in the NBA for a team. You know, the official bank of the Chicago Bulls doesn't pay 12 or $13 million to get that honor um, because it doesn't have carry enough cachet to do that. Right. And TV time too and branding as well. Exactly. But but that's what I'm saying. It pays them back enough that mm-hmm. you know that it makes that makes that justification. The other thing that I do know is that the T V numbers on, on you know, outside of the NFL, and I think we might have alluded to this in one of the other broadcasts, uh outside of the NFL it draws significantly more eyes on, on screen than an NBA game of the week does. Mm-hmm. Than uh, certainly the NHL does, uh, which is near and dear to my heart. But I get it. You know that's a niche sport in some ways, mm-hmm. and so I do think that 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 the people are aware of NASCAR, um, and its prominence. And I think it kind of peaked a couple years ago. Actually, I agree. You know, um, Danica helped that peak a little bit at one point, but she kind of has has ridden it on the way down. I don't think people know participants in NASCAR. They just know of it and they know what it is. I think there's no question when you say NASCAR, they know what it is. When you say Formula One, IndyCar, MotoGP, um, trying to think of any other race, they don't really know what that is, like Mm. really, unless they are truly a motorsport fan. True. They know NASCAR, they know it's racing and they know it's oval racing, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, and they might know who Danica Patrick is. Um, Right. Right. If we we went to – the local grocery store and took a survey of 10 people and you asked them, do they know NASCAR? I would bet you eight or nine out of 10 would say yes. Mm-hmm. And then if you followed up with, can you name a driver? I would say six or seven would probably be able to throw Danica out there. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe Jeff Gordon yeah, and Dale possibly. Right. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I, I also think that, uh, when Earnhardt died, uh, in Oh one, that the, the impact that that had on a national level throughout the sports world kind of probably drew some people's attention to it. They started paying more attention, even if it was just um, like we talked about, just the, the stories that they ran on Daryl Earnhardt Sr., that that probably drew in some people and they thought, all right, we'll watch the next race or we'll watch this or we'll tune into this. And I think that probably, and it was unfortunate that a death of the, the, the superstar of the sport had to, uh, help with the, with the popularity of the sport, but I definitely think that that probably pushed it along out to more mainstream audience because every everyone knew even even back the, back then I think everyone knew who Dale Earnhardt was. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, and, and I think it is unfortunate, but it was it was a, a tipping point that moved it into you know an even broader and broader audience. Um, sure. And I'm glad you bring that up because one thing um, in the interim week that we didn't do a NASCAR piece was the Vegas race. Um, which I think was the anniversary, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, his death, right? I think that weekend, because yes. uh, the way the schedule worked this year was the, was the year of the Daytona, the, the, the date that the race you were at, actually. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did um, a really, really good job of finding something special to talk about, and they found Ned Yost, yeah. the manager now of the Kansas City Royals, Mm-hmm. Uh, and talked to him because he had a very special relationship with Dale, um, and 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 sounds like you saw that as well. I, I, what were your impressions of that? I thought it was a great piece. I really do. Um, 
it, it was an emotional piece. I mean, he even got choked up in the uh, in the interview, and it kind of just goes to show the impact that Dale had on people. But to hear um, someone from another sport and someone with that notoriety because of how well the Royals did to be able to talk about and relate to Dale Earnhardt and his style of driving and his team, because I, I didn't realize I'd read up a little bit that uh, Yost actually was uh, he was a volunteer on Richard Childress Racing Team. Yeah. Uh, and got to work with the team, and then he went on to, he did an interview on Sirius um, with uh, Chocolate Myers, who was one of uh, Dale's uh, crew members, and just talked about how Dale and his team and how they fought to the end. They weren't happy with second or third. They fought every single race, regardless of how many laps were left to to be first, and that's kind of how he he modeled his managerial his managing style uh with baseball and it was just really it was a really neat piece you know and then to listen to they, they went off and uh went back to uh i don't know if you saw it but they went back to daryl and michael waltrip in the in the studio and both those guys got salty they were both tearing up so it just kind of again to our point when we talked about Dale, it just goes to show how impactful of a, of a of a man he was not only a nascar driver but a friend and a and a mentor uh, to, to people yeah no quite no you're right it, it, and you and it, it was it was it was interesting that 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 both waltrips had a hard time kind of you know and, and they wanted to rap to commercial but they had a hard time getting the words out to get to it you know even chris myers i think was a little mm-hmm. had a little bit of a you know a frog in his throat as he was mm-hmm. talking I, I did too i mean because the way and you could tell it wasn't one of those puff pieces where a guy sort of knew him you know they did a couple celebrity events together and you know, he 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 walked around with a you know a, a, a racing suit on and took a couple of you know photo opportunities and whatever and you know acts like he knows him. It was really clear that he did, and it was really yeah. clear that he did have a profound influence on um, on 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 his life. And yeah. and I think it, it described Dale really really well. You know, and it was really well done. I thought that was one of the best pieces I'd seen in a long time. You know, when it comes to it wasn't as good as our piece, but it was good. Right, exactly. No, of course ours was uh, much more emotional. Well, you were there, so you know, so you know, so you know, you're, you you were on the spot at the time. So, but no, it was good. It was cool, and I thought it was very appropriate. And and I thought really well done to kind of put sort of that. You know, this is the anniversary. They didn't spend the whole show talking about that stuff, but they did a really cool piece that just made a poignant, you know, sort of thing. Sure. You know, he's missed. And sorely missed in the sense of you know having that personality, um, and 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 sort of character that 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 really represented an era of NASCAR that was that was starting to transform, but he was still part of that transformation, you know. Yeah. And it was it's like what Joe Namath did for the NFL, you know, um, yeah. kind of like you know made the quarterback into a whole nother position and made the NFL entertainment and it was AFL at the time that he did it but you know mm-hmm. um sort of created a whole new era of of a of a superstar or Muhammad Ali did the boxing you know True. right changed it and did you, and, did you ever see the uh the documentary on Namath that HBO ran yeah that was brilliant that was oh really my good. god that made me want to go have a beer with that guy yeah. I mean, what a what a cool dude yeah ex- was- agreed it's really cool too he does that whole thing with his high school at the end too it's kind yeah, of cool isn't it? yeah yeah yeah. yeah, really neat. Well, to that end, you know, one of the one of the subjects that I think we'll have to, uh, if we have a, a an odd week where um, one of those weeks where NASCAR's not running, nothing else is going on, we do a show. We should we should pick out racing movies actually, um, yeah. and 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 or documentaries or things that we've seen. I know there's the Dale movie out there we could critique and some others, you know, in terms of of, of go to things that you like to watch. Because did think you that- did you see the piece uh, before the race? They were asking the drivers because it was in 
California, and they asked what it, what what it meant to race at California, and it being close to LA, there was a bunch of celebrities at the race, and they asked a couple handful of drivers if you could race uh, a celebrity driver, who would it be? And and they'd mentioned uh, Tom Cruise on uh, Days of Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, and I, didn't Dale also say when? Of course, naturally, you know Will Ferrell because he knows Will all. Ferrell, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he has a little bit of experience. And then Casey Mears was like straight face. He's like, I don't want to race anyone that's not a professional driver. Yeah, I, I, I did too. He's like, completely he, he, missed the question, you jackass. You know, he, he didn't quite get what was going on there. No. You know? the others played along and tried to get creative with you know <laughs> with know. what they're trying to do and trying to be funny. You know, so. <laughs> Well, to that end, uh, something that I'm uh, I'm going to have to go back on something that I said because I thought he did a much better job of it, and he's getting better at it, and it's becoming a little more entertaining. I must admit because I think the drivers are playing along with it. Is the Daryl is 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 the Michael Waltrip pit walk um, yes. when he did it in Daytona? It just seemed was, odd and discombobulated. Was, he's starting yeah. to find his mojo, and I think other guys are getting what he's doing. So it actually is somewhat entertaining. I actually now, again, I'm going to, you know, um, uh, Michael, my apologies, I'm going to say this now. I'd actually like to see him extend that segment a little bit longer because I think it's kind of funny because the drivers all sort of engage, and he's he does have the most random effing questions, you know, mm-hmm. to ask him. But it's brilliant, I think. You know, they all play along nicely, you know, mm-hmm. so – uh, I, I, you know, I criticized it the first one. I'm, I'm man enough to say I actually have now. You, you I enjoyed it. Yes. I, I enjoyed the Fontana pit walk. You know, so I thought that was good. So, um, you know, kudos to him. And and you know, and like like this podcast, although this show might not be worth a crap, but um, you know, in general, things evolve and you start to find your mojo. And I think he, uh, he I think he's starting to do it, which is good. So, sure. Um, this isn't crap. This is amazing. It is exactly, exactly. That's what my mom said. So, same, same with mine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with that in mind, uh, we're, we, we, we are coming up on getting close to kind of the 30. We haven't done one that's exactly 30 minutes, but I think we'll be able to hit the mark today. Um, we did have a, a question or two uh, that, that came in, Gannon, actually, um, for okay. us. And it's more, it's more geared to you, actually. And, and the question okay. is, um, do you wear boxers or briefs? I am a hybrid. I wear boxer briefs. Yeah, so you air it out a little bit, is what you're saying? Well, no, boxers let you air it out more. These are these are boxer briefs. Yeah, so okay. They're not the dingy briefs that you have on now. These are like the boxer ones. You're, you're a brief froxer, I guess, is what it is. What there you go. And are you manscaped? That was the other random. I don't know where this came from, but that's the other question. I don't even know what that means. All right, well, that's appropriate then. Good. So that, <laughs> we'll take that as a no. Um, that is a. Do you remember the uh, the most interesting man on the planet, the uh, the Secchi's commercial? Yes. They ask him, "What is manscaping?" <laughs> I haven't seen it. What, how does he react? What does he do? That's what he says. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so you yeah. know, he's like Cuban or whatever, so he's probably rocking some Thunder Muff for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. That could be. Well, uh, there you go. So, so days of thunder, thunder muff. That's where we, that, that's probably. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the. Appropriate. These were these both those questions were from female listeners, right? I, well, you know, I think so. I don't know. I mean, one 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 did come from a Turkish day, bath. Actually, Daquan so. asked. No, Daquan didn't ask. <laughs> nor nor. Hey, by the way, uh, was it Bob Rock ass or Bob Rock? Because I've seen somebody on our Twitter uh, feed actually, Bob. 
Brock ass is what it is. I saw that, and Bob Brock ass had he had made a comment. I'm telling, I don't think it was the same dude. Okay, I, I was gonna say because uh, for one, I made fun of the name because I thought it was Rock ass, not Brock ass. So yes. I wanted to apologize to 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 Brock ass who actually has is on our Twitter feed, and I've I seen just, and I, actually is a real NASCAR fan. I mean, you yeah. know, so I, I wanted. I saw, I saw his name as I was searching for one, and I unfortunately I haven't found. One, but I saw his name up there, and it's okay. not. It's this is definitely okay. Okay, good. So, so I, I, you know, I mean, if I'm if I'm going to be, you know, um, a sarcastic um, prick, I'd prefer to at least get the names right when I'm sure. you know, when I'm when I'm pressing fun at myself or somebody <laughs> else. So good. I'm, I stand corrected on that as well. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, with that in mind, um, why don't we uh, why don't we put a wrap on on this show, Gannon? Thank you so much for um, for participating on hey, episode number five. I appreciate. It. Keep the questions coming. Well, well, exactly. Please do. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, we're not obviously not afraid to ask anything on this show at this no. point. You know, we are we are on the adult category technically. So, um, by all means, uh, so long as it uh, doesn't offend anybody truly, um, I'm happy to ask um, or happy to answer if the question is actually geared to me as well. So, uh, again, thanks for those. Um, thanks for the Turkish bath participants uh, and their <laughs> questions today. And uh, we'll get back at it with NASCAR in a couple of weeks. We'll have Formula One um, next week, and then we'll jump back into the uh, the NASCAR fray and have Gannon back on uh, a week uh, two weeks from now. So, Gannon, thanks so much. Hey, thank you. Looking forward to it. Appreciate thanks, it. thanks to everybody listening. And uh, with that, we'll uh, we'll call it uh, we'll call it a night here at the Ignotainment uh, Studios here in Edwardsville, Illinois. Bye bye. This is Spinal Lap with Greg Mefford, only on the Ignotainment Media Network. Visit our website at www.spinallap.com. Follow us on Twitter at Spinal Lap or on Facebook at This is Spinal Lap. Only on the Ignotainment Media Network.